This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island. It becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello and welcome to Sayer, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about dandelions. Yes. And thanks to Jamie for the suggestion. Mm-hmm. Is this our first like flower flower? Uh, you know, it, it's it's funny because you, you you ask that and I guess I don't think of dandelions primarily for their flowers as a food stuff. I think of them primarily for their leaves. Um, mm. So, uh... <laughs> Either way, the answer to the question is, ah, this is really something that I would have to, like, search our keywords for (laughs) in order to tell you. I guess that's, yeah, I guess that's fair because I may perhaps clearly don't have a lot of experience eating dandelion (laughs) um, leaves. I have had them. I have had them. I've had dandelion tea. I'm not sure I've ever had the flower itself, but I grew up in, I was very fortunate in that we had a yard for most of my childhood uh, and uh-huh. there were dandelions everywhere. Uh, uh-huh. And I loved them. I loved them. 
obviously not as a food, but as wish-granting devices. Oh, sure. Yeah, very mm. important. Very important for that. Yes. Yeah, uh, That that is also my primary experience with dandelions. Although, yeah, I just find them delightful. I, I moved relatively recently from, from a place with a lot of yard to a place with a tiny little yard. So, um, so I don't have access to quite as many wish-making devices this year. Mm. But it's okay. I might have enough for a very small salad, though. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. And I I just have to say, I've had that song Dandelion stuck in my head throughout this. Oh, I did. See, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know that song. I don't even know. I, I, well, I could it, Google it, I suppose. <laughs> well, the theme of it is like she's asked like her mom, the singer's mom asked her what's your favorite flower? And she says dandelion. And she's like, honey, that's not a flower. That is just a weed. Oh, well, so that it's is all about that. Heckin' rude. <laughs> It is. And we're going to talk about some of that in this very episode. We will, which I suppose brings us to our question. It does. Dandelions. What are they? Well, uh, dandelions are just delightfully bitter little packets of sunshine. <laughs> I love that. I <laughs> So I, one of my favorite, my very favorite nicknames that anyone's ever given me is Brightside. But huh. at the time, I was with uh, one of my best friends and we were on this hiking trip and she, it was my idea. And by the end, I think she would have murdered me if she could. But um, <laughs> people called her Sunshine because she, I would be like, look on the bright side, insert, you know, bright side thing here. And she'd be like, well... If you think about the chemicals in the grass that do that, like she always has like a negative. <laughs> so people called her sarcastically sunshine. Oh. <laughs> so that reminds me, like bitter little fact of sunshine. I love you, Katie, if you're listening. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's great. That's wonderful. Yes. Uh, yeah. Hi, Katie and uh, dandelions. Um. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, um, they, they, they are a plant that grow from a seed into a, into a short, short little plant buddy up to about a foot or a third of a meter with a, a skinny, slightly bulbous root, uh, tender leaves and stems, um, uh, usually a single stem per plant there, and a, a bright yellow or yellow and white flower. Um, and these flower heads are actually dense collections of like a couple hundred individual flowers, which will develop into individual stiff little fruits, um, uh, kind of fruit in, in scare quotes there, consisting of a, of a sort of single seed packet with this fine threaded parachute attached, okay? Um, and that's what's going on when dandelions go all like white and floofy. And yeah, you can blow on them to make a wish um, and disperse the seeds and possibly piss off your neighbors. Uh, Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dandelions grow in temperate regions of mostly the northern hemisphere. They're uh, in the sunflower family, that's um, Asteraceae, along with stuff like daisies, lettuces, chicory, and artichokes. Um, and shout out to producer Andrew's cat, Astrid. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> Aster means star because they kind of, a lot of these flowers sort of look like stars. So, asteroid. Anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, artichokes and dandelions. So, you know, you know the kind of unpleasant sort of thorny choke part of artichokes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's a similar seed dispersal system to the dandelion because uh, these tiny hairs, like bristly hairs, develop to carry 
the seeds away. Yeah, I, you know, this episode's really made me respect the dandelion. Like, I've, <laughs> I've never been somebody who didn't like them. Um, perhaps there's a different life where I would have been, but I, I've always loved them. But this has made me be like, oh, wow. So there's all these, like, different little plants and this flower, and then it does this thing where it yeah, it becomes a parachute. and it, I don't know. I just find it really cool. Yeah. No, it's super fascinating. And I went on a little bit of a rabbit hole about it because um, in dandelions, uh, recent research into those hairs or bristles, which, by the way, are called pappus, um, which is a word that roots from uh, the same root as grandfather because the, the bristles reminded someone of a white beard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, so these hairs are bristles. There's been recent research into how they help the seeds float. And that research indicated that the structures catch air up in this type of vortex called a, a vortex ring, which is a sort of air bubble that was uh, previously thought to be too unstable to exist. But oh. dandelion seeds make it go. Um, the hairs make them stable. Um, so yeah, dandelion seeds can fly more than a kilometer, like well over half a mile. That's so cool. Love it. That's so cool. <laughs> <sighs> we are hypothetically a food show. Okay. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hypothetically. Uh, yeah, those those seeds are like the only part that is not eaten. The rest of the plant is edible from root to flower. The greens can be used as any greens are uh, raw in salads, though they are on the bitter end, especially when they're more mature, like later on in the summer. Um, so usually you're going to try to pick them a, a young like like spring season leaves for for eating with salads, or you can cook them, um, especially when you get them later and they're a little bit more bitter. Either alone as a side dish, or you can cook it into soups or stews or pastas or omelets or savory pies, other dishes. Um, or you can use it as more of like an herb, like a in a pesto or something like that. The flowers can be uh, uh, taken whole and battered and fried. Yeah, oh, sounds so good. I try that so badly, right? <laughs> Um, or you can use the petals uh, cooked into dishes, like maybe like a risotto I saw a recipe for, or just scattered on top of a salad or a savory dish or a dessert for a nice bright effect and a tiny little bit of flavor, uh, or use them to make jelly or jam or syrup. The root is most often uh, dried and steeped into beverages like teas. Um, it's also one half of the partnership in dandelion and burdock, uh, burdock being another plant with a bitter root. Which, if you've never heard of this, is a as a sort of uh, rich and, and and vegetal carbonated drink that can be offered either as a soft drink or as a as a beer, sort of like a root beer or sarsaparilla. Uh, the whole plant, though, um, can be made into drinks. Alcoholic wines are sometimes made from the flowers, uh, bolstered with stuff like uh, citrus and golden raisins and sugar. I've heard it's usually um, dry and tastes a little bit like a mead. Non-alcoholic drinks made with similar ingredients, I don't think raisins, though, are also sometimes called dandelion wine, colloquially. And Ray Bradbury described dandelion wine as, quote, summer caught and stoppered. And it just, this whole thing sounds so fantastical to me. It sounds like you're right? reading, like, Lord of the Rings or Chronicles of Narnia, and they've got yeah. dandelion wine. And you've made this, like, nectar from a flower, and it's kind of golden, and it tastes like summer. I don't think I've ever had any of this, but yeah. I really want to now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, dandelions are often used as uh, animal feed, too. Uh, I, I guess I, I read some research about them being really good for chickens. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. speaking of, what about hmm. the nutrition? 
Uh, they're pretty good for you. Uh, the, the the greens have a lot of vitamins and minerals, a good punch of protein, lots of fiber, um, even more than greens like uh, lettuces or spinach. So uh, so those greens will help fill you up. Uh, pair with a fat maybe to keep you going. But do watch out if you have a latex allergy because that white sap in the stems of, of dandelions is a type of latex. Um, and Relatedly, a varietal of dandelions are under investigation for being hydroponically farmed for making more sustainable rubber for stuff like car tires. Dang. I know! <laughs> dandelions, you're getting up to a lot of stuff. Yes. Um, speaking of, uh, dandelions have been used medicinally for all kinds of things, primarily as a digestive and a diuretic. And they, they do have compounds that have antioxidant properties, but it seems like most of the um, formal research into the plant and its extracts is still in, like, the, like, like lab or animal stages. So, you know, savor, savor motto. Insert savor motto here. Insert savor motto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do have some numbers for you. We do. Um, in England, dandelions are traditionally collected for winemaking on St. George's Day, which is April 23rd, usually, um, uh, apparently at one o'clock in the afternoon. I love this. As somebody, I have very specific, like, number-based traditions. I'm on um, board. I'm on board. <laughs> so I did want to put in here, I couldn't really pin down uh, prices for dandelion leaves. Like, it, it ranged wildly. Or maybe mm -hmm. not wildly, but I will say that they seem to be more expensive than I would guess. And when I see them on menus, it's usually for a nicer dish. Like, yeah. a more expensive item, perhaps. Uh, right, which I think is kind of part of that m movement, um, the kind of, like, farm-to-table movement right. of, uh, of using some of these more uh, homier, traditional ingredients in elevated ways. Right, and I wanted to put that in here because we are going to talk about uh, kind of the opposite side of dandelions rise and fall and rise and fall. Mm -hmm. But uh, due to their beauty, dandelions have been the subject of many songs and poems and horticultural societies um, devoted to it, like the Japanese Dandelion Society, which uh -huh. I couldn't, I found some, maybe it's a, another one of those instances of I wasn't searching in Japanese. Oh. So I found some societies that I could never mm. like completely confirm the name, but I saw this in multiple English outlets. But either case, it seems like, yes, there are <laughs> um, these societies devoted to uh, dandelions. And in particular, uh, this one is credited with cultivating over 200 new varieties of dandelions. Oh, dang. I okay. know. However, many places consider the dandelion a weed. Mm -hmm. Three countries label it as a serious weed. Eight label it as a principal weed, including the U.S., and 21 other countries consider it a common weed. By some estimates, Americans spend millions of dollars a year trying to get rid of dandelions. <laughs> and, you know, growing up in the South, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but dandelions weren't really a problem, but kudzu. Like, it was like, <gasps> oh, kudzu. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. Huh, no, I, I, can, I can understand that. If, if y'all have never kept a yard or trees in the South, yeah, kudzu can be a major problem because it just grows 
so fast and so much, yeah. um, and it can choke out trees. Mm-hmm. So um, this, in a, I guess, kind of similar way to the way that uh, dandelions can uh, proliferate in a yard and kind of choke out your carefully tended grass. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I find I find kudzu itchy and annoying. <laughs> The flowers are really pretty, but so itchy and so annoying. And uh, and I find dandelions beautiful. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's not it's not the same. Like you can't really, at least in my mind, equate them to be the same thing. But it's just funny because that was that's my connection of the weed of hmm. like, oh god, oh sure, kudzu. yeah. <laughs> also edible. So hey, there hey, you go. I didn't know that. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, the Field Museum's curator of emeritus botany, Michael Dillon, said of the dandelion, they are called weeds because they are, quote, misplaced plants. But if we could rewire a person's psyche to view them as beautiful, we would be seeing a cultural evolution. Oh. Which is what that song is all about. (laughs) There you go. There you go. It all comes back. Um, (laughs) We do have some history for you, too. We do, uh, and we will get into that as soon as we get back from a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, the dandelion's history goes way back before Witten Records. Uh-huh. But historians believe it is native to Europe and Asia sometime before the Ice Age and that they evolved perhaps up to 30 million years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because of how quickly they adapted and spread to different climates and locations, when the glaciers melted, they sprung up all over the world. Some of the first written mentions of dandelions come out of ancient Rome. The ancient Greeks and Egyptians used uh, dandelions to mostly medicinally, or at least that's what the what we have in the written records indicates. Mm-hmm. 
However, they were eaten. Uh, the leaves and roots were enjoyed on top of buttered bread, for instance. That sounds good to me. All right. Yeah. It sounds kind of like a like a radish kind of situation. Yeah. Legend goes that after killing the Minotaur, Theseus ate a dandelion salad. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice and light. <laughs> the Normans of France and Anglo-Saxons of Britain also mentioned dandelions. Throughout history, they have been used in food, yes, in winemaking and in medicine, uh, primarily for scurvy or as a diuretic, um, but a lot of things. European monasteries planted dandelions to use in medicines. They were eaten around the world from Korea to Armenia to Greece to Lebanon. All right, and so some perhaps naming history. Mm -hmm. When the Normans invaded and conquered England in 1066, they named dandelions Dantelion, or Tooth of the Lion. Dantelion is fun to say. That's I like that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And this might be because of their appearance as teeth, or kind of serrated appearance, or either as a mane, lion's mane. Or maybe that's not true at all. <laughs> maybe it came from a 15th century German surgeon who wrote that uh, in terms of certain illnesses and prevention of those illnesses, dandelions were as strong as lion's teeth. Oh. Whatever the case, it was later corrupted into dandelion by Saxon serfs. Throughout time and throughout cultures, dandelions have had all kinds of fun names from like monk's head, priest crown, Irish daisy, cankerwort, lion's tooth, blowball, puffball, earth nail, clock flower, piss a bed. Yeah, that apparently the colloquial term for them in French today is something close to that. It probably sounds prettier because it's in French. Right. But, um, <laughs> to, to that last one, pissabed. Um, and I can't, no one is entirely clear on whether that is in reference to the, the yellow color of the flower or to um, that uh, presumed diuretic effect that right. they have. So, <laughs> good name regardless. Mm -hmm. um, Arabian physicians described medicinal properties of dandelions in the 10th and 11th century. Doctors in India may have prescribed dandelions around this time for liver health. During 1510 to 1515, Master of Claude de France um, compiled the very detailed Book of Flower Studies. Barbara Drake Bohm at the Met in New York wrote about it that it, quote, repeatedly dignifies plants that we today commonly and wrongly dismiss as weeds, including the ethereal and, quote, luminous dandelion, and then went on to write, in the hands of the master of Claude de France, there is no nobler plant than the dandelion. Oh, huh. Okay. Yeah. No nobler plant. <laughs> when European colonists arrived in North America, they purposefully made sure to bring dandelions with them. They also accidentally <laughs> brought them uh, mm -hmm. via seeds on their boots or clothing. Um, the roots, leaves, and stems of dandelions were primarily used medicinally for a wide swath of ailments. Indigenous Native Americans also used them in medicine and food. Records indicate that the dandelion was well known in New England by 1672. French explorers introduced dandelions to Canada, while Spanish explorers introduced them to California and Mexico. Carolus Linnaeus classified dandelions in 1753, and then 
a lot of reversals and then re-reversals and all kinds of confusion huh. happened taxonomically. Like, I was going to write it all out, and then I was like, okay, so people were just arguing about this for a while. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, it seems like there was a whole, like, like hobby industry yeah. of botanists arguing about this kind of thing really impassionedly right around that time, which I, I'm, I'm, I'm into. <laughs> yeah. It was quite funny, but it was one of those things where I was writing it out and then they would like immediately reverse it. And so I'm like, it just, <laughs> okay, this is too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, dandelion roots served as one of many substitutes for coffee during the American Civil War. Mm-hmm. Not, caf- not caffeinated though, so. I know. See, my, anyway. my head would notice those caffeine headaches. Oh, see, that's the thing. Or yeah. no joke. Um, the 1860s is also when large-scale plantings took place in the United States, and a horticulturist named Fearing Bird Jr. started a trend of garden dandelions. During the last half of the 1800s, they became a popular salad green in America. I love all of this purposeful dandelion planting I and know. how— Oh, it's great. Um, Around the turn of the 20th century, also with the rise of carbonated beverages and particularly of these um, uh, sweetened herbal and or medicinal types of carbonated beverages, the kind of things that would eventually develop into stuff like Coca-Cola, that's when uh, the drink dandelion and burdock became popular over in the UK. And apparently it remained quite popular until American imports like Coke took over later in the 20th century. Um, But it is seeing a resurgence today, and you can even find it in the U.S. now from brands like Fentiman's. I've never heard of that, but that sounds, that sounds like a, you know, buddy cop show or like a detective show. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's what I always think of when I see the, when I see the name. Um, But yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, if you like kind of like more traditional flavored root beers that taste a little bit like earthier or or greener yeah mm-hmm. um sort of sort of like that okay okay uh during the great depression many americans boiled dandelions for sustenance if they had access to them one such child who'd witnessed this and had his fair share henry t chamberlain went on to become a u.s army medic and served in a diphtheria ward at a japanese prison camp during world war ii um, and he realized that many of his patients and fellow soldiers weren't getting proper nutrition, a lot of mm-hmm. malnutrition going on. And he also noticed, quote, there was a whole profusion of dandelions. So I told the guys, let the things blossom and we'll pick the seeds and don't pull them up. Just pull the leaves off them and eat them that way. And that's what they did. Uh, they ate them green. And I think that saved, you know, it's hard to put numbers on and specifics on it, mm-hmm. but uh, he mentioned it. He wrote about it um, of saving lives there with dandelions because they weren't getting any green stuff or, or not enough protein or, um, yeah, nutrition. And actually, when he was transferred to another place, he made sure oh, wow. yeah, huh. to take dandelion seeds with him. As of 1942, the U.S. was importing about 100,000 pounds or about 45,000 kilograms of dandelion roots at around four to ten cents a pound, quote, notwithstanding the abundant homegrown product. Huh. This was still the case in 1957. However, as lawns, home lawns, became more of a thing, and upkeep of those lawns what became something of a status symbol, 
people grew irritated with dandelions. It went from something people would display at county fairs to something that drew the ire of homeowners. Huh. Prolific uh, dandelions in your lawn came to be seen as a sign of neglect or poverty, which has all this classist, racist, and socioeconomic implications to it. Yeah, yeah. My parents were always kind of shamed for their wild, my dad called it their wild lawn, (laughs) um, because they didn't, you know, upkeep it, really. (laughs) And there were tons of dandelions, but as a kid, I loved it. I loved it. Um, It fit in with my fairy tale imaginings. Oh, yeah. I, uh, one thing that you can get here in Georgia is uh, lawns full of violets. And I've I've had some friends who were really trying to do the, like, fancy, nice lawn thing and were so frustrated by it. But I love it. I think it's, I think, I, I agree. I just feel like I'm in a fairy tale every time that happens. <laughs> yes. Um, also, it is, like, really not great environmentally to attempt to keep a, like, well-manicured, perfect 50s lawn. So yeah. I'm kind of smug about it. <laughs> Like, well, I don't like it anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, I, it, it depends on where you live, of course. Like here in Georgia, that's not really what the um, environment is suited to. But at any rate. In 1953, Gourmet Magazine published Ray Bradbury's short story, Dandelion Wine. Um, they didn't generally publish fiction, like ever. So <laughs> so it's real interesting that they, apparently they accepted it like right away. Like he just sent it to them kind of on a whim, and they were like, sure. Um, uh, He went on to adapt it into the novel by the same name that was published in 1957. Um, If you've not read it, it's more of a a weaving of short stories, I think, than a a novel. It's semi-autobiographical. It's about about nostalgia and growing up in small-town America. As Annie was saying earlier, the the wine, the dandelion wine, is a a very fond memory for him. Yeah, summer, Stoppard summer. Mm-hmm. Um, in more recent years, many have tried to reverse this perception of dandelions as a weed, as something to get rid of, including the king of dandelions, so-called, uh, Dr. Peter Gale, who wrote The Dandelion Celebration, The Guide to Unexpected Cuisine. Mm. And his whole thing was um, plant literacy and combating inequality when it came to industrialized food. And perhaps his and others' efforts um, have worked. Uh, Dandelions have appeared in more and more upscale dishes in recent years as interest in organic and natural and new food experiences have increased. On top of that, several articles have come out espousing the benefits of dandelions for pollination and bees. In 2020, Patrick Paul Garlinger wrote, As a spiritual parable, the story about dandelions reminds us that the parts of ourselves that we think we should hate and uproot are the parts that we should accept and love in ourselves. Oh, A dandelion. Yeah. They are so pretty. <laughs> bitter, bitter little packets of sunshine. Hey, I think it's a great <laughs> tagline. <laughs> so useful, you can eat the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, well, I, that is about what we have to say about dandelions today. It is, but we do have some listener mail for you. And we are going to get into that as soon as we get back from one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. Uh. 
Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with Listener. Listener. On the wind. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, or Hipposcotamus, as he signed <laughs> off. Um, That's wonderful. I know. <laughs> Points for pun. Um, uh-huh. Wrote, I meant to write in sooner, so I apologize for this being late. I love Morel Mushrooms, so I really oh. enjoy that episode. In addition, as you have both talked about being into board games, and I am a huge board game enthusiast, I thought I'd recommend a two-player board game called Morels. In the game, two players compete to collect and cook sets of mushrooms through a progressing line of cards thematically representing a walk through a forest. That include mushroom types, pans, butter, or apple cider vinegar, in which to cook the mushrooms, woven baskets, and a dreaded poisonous mushroom. Oh, no. Morels are worth the most points, and there are only three of them in the whole deck. In the expansion to the game called Foray, it adds new mushroom types, different ways to collect, cook, and sell mushrooms, enables up to four players, and has a new card called Forest Fire. This is something I was specifically listening for, and you discussed, of course, in the Morals episode, because in the game, if you draw the Forest Fire card, it burns up most of the forest and subsequently adds a moral mushroom to the deck. Oh, cool. Isn't that so cool? Oh, that's so nerdy. I know. I love it. <laughs> I love it's it. like a mushroom-based board game that takes into account mushroom facts. Oh. It sounds that, fun. Wow. That's beautiful. That was that was someone's like Venn diagram passion project yes. of just being like, you know what I've not seen and I need. That's great. Morel mushroom board game. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Jessica wrote, I just listened to your cardamom episode, and it very coincidentally started playing on my podcast feed just as I was sprinkling cardamom and cloves onto some pear slices for my baby. I never really cooked with cardamom much until a few years ago. My parents never used it, and I had no clue what it tasted like or how to use it. I ended up getting a jar when an Indian recipe I wanted to make called for it. Since then, I've continued using it in Indian dishes and also in my baking. I notably use it in my orange chocolate babka and my spiced pear frangipan tart recipes, uh, pictures attached. I personally think it pairs incredibly well with pear, hence why I put it on my baby's pears today. Those pictures <laughs> looked amazing. Oh, gosh. Yes. 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 Whenever I finally get my hands on some cardamom, I'll use pears. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. I <laughs> will. Um, in the meantime, thanks to both of those listeners for writing to us. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All three places we are at SaverPod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.